The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Hello. Well, I don't know how fast we can take it away. <laughs> Hello. But Hello. Are you there? Yes. We're there. Hello. Mostly. We're mostly yeah. here. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, um, last week we had to cancel and, and reschedule what we were going to do based on yeah. you having finally succumbed to... I know. Sub- I know. Like you valiantly made it all the way to the end of Man, the weekend. I tried so hard to not get sick this season, Elvira. I tried so hard because I knew I had, like, I had, I was traveling to to Pittsburgh. I had PantheaCon. I had this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And I was trying so hard to keep my immune system boosted and then... The the thing that finally broke me was my damn kid got sick, and she <laughs> was home all week. And I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling super lazy and out of it this week. I'm just gonna take it easy." And then right when she started to get better, I started to get worse. And then right when I started to get better, I started to go back to work. And then I got worse. I had major backslides. So now I'm I'm feeling better, but I'm hella paranoid because the backslide was so bad. Like I felt I was good enough that I got up on Sunday. I got up, I went, I drove to the gem fair in Pleasanton. I drove all the way to Contra Costa, went to the gem fair, bought some jewelry, bought some rocks and stones for the store, came home. And then I had to pick up my partner from the airport that night. And that was what did I should have, I should have just made him stay at the airport forever. But the next day, I had a temperature again. I was weaker oh. than I was before, and it took three mm-hmm. days to recover. I, and I still feel totally wiped out. It, it's been almost two weeks of feeling wow. sick. So yeah. be careful with the flu. I'm taking all kinds of immune boosters still. I'm drinking echinacea tea. I'm peeing every five seconds, cups full of echinacea tea. <laughs> I've been, you know, doing all the things you're supposed to do, but it's, man, it's a doozy. However, thank all of the spirits and my allies and ancestors and gods, because if I had to get sick this season, this was the time for it to happen in the lull in between other stuff I have going on. So really, all things considered, it's not (laughs) that bad, but damn, I, I don't wish this on anyone. It sucks. So... I understand. Well, you know, there's something that when I started getting sick and it turned out that either I had a very, very mild case of the flu or it was a cold. And, you know, 
I understand based on how I traveled and what happened and all the things that went on over December and January, how that's always kicking in my system to wear it down to, you know, yeah. and I always get one cold for the season. And I say it's a cold, not a flu. But I took, it's called, um, Gaia makes it, called Golden Milk. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's turmeric. It's it's right. a lot of different things, but it's turmeric, and you put it in with, I put it in with almond milk, and I was doing one glass of that every night before I went to bed. And it seemed to, you know, with all the other things, you know, I was doing, uh, it seemed to lessen it really quickly. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that may just be me, and it may just have been mm-hmm. how it worked with me, but I found that that was, I consider that my uh, lucky charm. Turmeric's really a thing right now. Everyone's like, oh, try turmeric. It cures everything. So, you know, well, maybe. I don't know how it, part of it is like it works with the immune system. Yeah, so and it helps with inflammation. Most, yeah, and most yeah. of what we are getting if you think of the different illnesses that seem to be kicking up in everybody's lives, it's inflammations yep. and the immune systems are compromised. Whatever that yep. may, you know, be out there in the broad diagnoses of, you know, the field. But, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, and that's... Yeah, I finally yeah, posted on not, Facebook. I was like, hello, world. There are like a dozen people I bailed on or canceled appointments with or I'm late to do a reading or yada, yada, yada. So if you're waiting Uh to hear from me, I'm sorry, I'm still sick and you're going to have to keep waiting. (laughs) I had so many people send me like, oh, eat some raw garlic or oh, take this herbal thing or oh, do this thing. I'm doing all the things, (laughs) all the things. I don't care which one of them works. I'm trying them all. I'm even doing like Theraflu and NyQuil. I'm doing all the things. So, you know, hopefully. Yeah, I totally get it. God. And, yeah. You know, and it's tough. It's tough, especially with the kind of active level of life that you have, just like me. It's, it's, it, we are dependent upon our being able to be, you know, out there and yeah. whatever's going on. So, you know, you do have a partner and, you know, that does sort of have a, a kind of a balance, but still, his, they aren't, he isn't going to be able to do no. reading. No, and he or, was out of town you know, for a week. Yeah, see, yeah. so all of that being the case, you were kind of flapping in the wind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But, well, how are you? <laughs> gee, gosh golly. Um, well, uh, this week has been interesting. I, uh, two, almost now, three weeks ago, um, I was I work with my uh, my mentor and uh, teacher in uh, the Hawaiian tradition. The Kahu, of course, uh, the Kahuna has passed, but his wife, not not Hawaiian, but she has translated and worked with the dynamics. And you know, like most of us, it's it's not she can't call herself a Kahuna. She doesn't. She honors that tradition, but the teachings that were made more howly, more white, is what she has taken on. But she um, helped me do uh, Ho'oponopono ritual and what I was supposed to do for two weeks prior to that. And, whoa, um, by the time I finished the two weeks and we did the ceremony, which, you know, was impressive, and this last week has been challenging, both good and bad. 
good things yeah. that have come up and bad. But I, I was working on the male energy, so it was my father's side and my father and everything. <clears throat> and I will be starting the, the, the mother's side as well to balance. But um, it put out a lot of interesting things, and it it, uh, it was about you know, handling conflict or handling the energy of being, you know, in that space. And so there was a lot, and a lot came up um, on why I chose the partner that I had um, prior, you know, my last partner who was my husband who passed away and why mm-hmm. that happened. You know, it was it was kind of like a whole big thing. So it was cathartic and and uh, intense and the rest of it is the daily stuff is you know okay we've you know got this rain we have to get there we have to do this but this week has presented me with some rather intense movement of energy and um so ending in in a wonderful and i'm plugging one of our co-readers at milk and honey um polly pollyanna and uh, she did an astrology reading for me, and that was very poignant and very in, enlightening for me because there were nice. a lot of things that I've been moving into, and she pinpointed <laughs> where they're going, how, and it was like, oh, good, I, I actually am in the, the flow of what's going on, and I'm not, you know, uh, making it off the top of my head, which is sometimes good, you know, when you consider creative aspects like that. But um, So that's, it's been um, profound, and I come home, I do my stuff, I come home, I do a little bit, and then I curl up, and there are a few clients that I haven't gotten things to, either because I got sick, like you, and just mm-hmm. shut everything down to the bare necessities, um, and I really have you know, apologized and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to catch back up with this. But when I get home at night, yeah. even with daylight savings time, um, I'm tired and I just, you know, want to pull in. And mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much how my week has gone and how everything seems to have flowed from even last week to now. But yeah, yeah it's, and we do have we saying that generally speaking because we do have the Mystic Fair coming up April 14th and 15th at the Vet Center here in Santa Rosa and that'll be you know what I think from 10 to 5 and Monday uh, Saturday and Sunday and then at the same time in the location there will be also the uh, Heritage Hoodoo Festival and you will be presenting at that I will. I have a book coming out. Yay! Yeah, it's called it's Cashbox Conjure, so it's all about money and success, spells and magic. And I'm going to be doing a workshop on Sunday, I think at 11 a.m., um, all specifically on on money magic and you get a free copy of the book if you come to the Mm -hmm. workshop and I have no idea how much the workshops are costing. Sorry, but if you go to Lucky Mojo or Missionary Independent Spiritual Church website, you can register for workshops. You can register for the whole weekend's worth of workshops. Or if you come to the Mystic Fair and you get a reading from Elvira or check out some of the other cool vendors, then you can go and just walk into any of the workshops. But I don't remember how much. No, it no, is to no, walk. no. I have to I have to change you. It's twenty five dollars per workshop. Thank you. Uh huh. I can't you know so there we the go. Mystic Fair is free. 
and yes, you can wander in, and, and the readings aren't free or the right. various things in the festival. But you go over to the the, fest, the the Heritage Festival, it will be you can go in at the door for $25 per workshop. And right. I don't know, there's like a day a day price and right. for all the workshops in that. And you do that on um, Eventbrite and that. I found out they have not updated the church website. So if you go to Lucky Mojo and you go to the Heritage Festival icon at the top, you'll get right into it. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I figured I might. Have, you know, it's kind of one of those where it's right around the corner, literally. You know, less than a month away. Yeah, it's a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. But. Um, I wanted to get that in as soon as we, you know, while we're in the beginning here. And um, we've had some more people who have listened to our our uh, podcast or gotten in finally and listened to the live show. So uh, their feedback is, again, they're really delighted about how we go about getting information to people. So we, I want to say Aww. thank you again to our listeners, and uh, we'll keep on raising the bar for ourselves. Lovely. Yes. Yeah, so, what is our our topic for today? Well, Elvira, today we're going to talk about Circle Sanctuary and its founder, Selena Fox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this really kind of caught me. Um, I mean, I know Selena Fox. Uh, I'm Facebook friends with her, as I am with several people, but she is always posting things and it's you know this activity yeah. i didn't realize at first that she wasn't here and in, in in california she's in wisconsin that's right you yeah know. yeah i have two yeah. i have two interactions with selena fox well she goes to pantheacon almost every year and does a couple two or three rituals or presentations and so my first year at pantheacon she led a bridget ritual and it was very simple but very lovely and you know, we all got to put something on the center table for a blessing from Bridget, and we chanted and did all this cool stuff together. And she's just very bubbly and and um, easy, you know? She's like sometimes pagan leaders can get a little bit um, full of themselves, I hate to say, but, you know, mm-hmm. they, some, some pagan leaders are unapproachable, and she is very approachable. She's very down-to-earth and very nice. Um, and I also had the opportunity, we had a, um, a friend in common who lived here in Sonoma County and she passed away a few years ago and Selena came out to do her memorial service. Uh, and my partner Guion was also involved in doing a reading for the memorial service. And so the three of us sort of held the pagan end of this memorial service and her partner was an Episcopal minister and she held the more... Christian part of the of the service and so it was I got to priestess basically a reach a ritual with Selena Fox like who how many people get to say that it was really freaking amazing and it was to honor the the life of my friend who passed away so um that was a really cool experience too because I felt like oh you know I'm I'm nobody she's this well experienced well-traveled priestess like I'm just going to defer to her knowledge but she really wanted to hear what we had to say she had these really easy ideas of how to incorporate ritual without it being like in your face overt like we're witches and we're doing this thing but to make it comfortable for 
for okay. interface and it was really neat. She's she's a lovely human. So I was excited to learn more about her past and, and the sanctuary that she started. All right. And it's fascinating because, you know, when I got on and I'm going, okay, you know, we Google everything because this is now the instead of, you know, 90% of people going to the library, we Google and go to the library online. Uh, yeah. And I found, you know, there was a lot about her and also, they have a beautiful website. Circle Sanctuary has an incredible website full of all kinds yeah. of you know, information and what they do and events and the community and everything. So that is something to navigate. I know that you know, for me, I wanted to get the information. I wanted to know. And they, you know, it's called Circle. We're also known as Circle Sanctuary as a nonprofit international nature spirituality resource center and legally recognized nature spiritual church founded in 1974. So that was a you know like the background of this person, and she's put so much energy into so many areas in this land is uh, that she has that there's actually the community and a nature preserve and mm-hmm. even a, a a a cemetery. You know, I mean, it's it's got yeah. a, it's just amazing. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. All in Wisconsin, who would have thunk it? Yeah, I know, I know. and and But I think that's the other, other part, is that it's the farthest north of the United States. And, you know, it's sort of like I've had these conversations with people recently about being lighthouses, beacons, mm-hmm. and anchoring energy that is part of what our, our um, spiritual path is is not just converting people or getting them to become pagan. It's more about the idea that you connect with the land, with the spirit, with all of this, and you then hold that in that space, wherever your space is. And this was what she did was take it in all directions and advocate for the pagan nature spirituality. Right. And very modern, and and that's the thing I think I I saw the most on the information and, and about Selena Fox oh. as well as about the chat you know getting chaplains was it chaplaincy chaplaincy mm-hmm. and the the uh, equality to do that in um, hospitals and even in the military to be able yeah. to go in as a pagan and right. you know help people that are in need. Um, that would ask, but it also becomes, um, I think the word is pluralism, is that they had to come through the process and open the doors for that process to be pluralism being, it's not just Judaism, Catholicism, you know, even, even you know, Islamic and Muslim, it's that this other one is over here and, and right. it's equal billing. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, they, this organization started in the early 70s, and so you can really look at what this organization has done and, and some of the things Selena Fox has done that has made paganism, you know, quote-unquote acceptable in mainstream society, you know, and mm-hmm. and there's really a lot about paganism that is more accepted than it was in the 70s or even in the 90s. There is a more mainstream component, and I know that some some 
witches and pagans have issue about that. They don't want to be mainstream. They don't want to be part of the overculture. But I think it's important that we at least have the same rights and acknowledgement of of freedom of religion. If we have, if this country does really have freedom of religion, then that needs to include paganism. You know, it needs to include how we practice too. And that hasn't always been the case. And that's not always the case still. And Circle Sanctuary and a lot of Selena Fox's work and and the the Lady Liberty League, which is connected to um, Circle Sanctuary, have really helped with interfaith and promotion of what paganism is uh, and making a safe place where rituals can be held, where people can worship, where people can be buried, like all of these things that fall in alignment with the, the general precepts of what it is to be a pagan. Mhm, mhm. And she's, you know, this has been. I don't know, you know, from the reading I did, she is very. Um, she does conferences and advocacy meetings and interchurch, uh, interfaith church conventions, and I mean, she's she's the presence. She goes to these things, so she takes this process, but as written formats. I mean, she has the magazine, um, Circle Magazine, and, right. and some of these other things that are published. But I don't know, truthfully, I couldn't find that she's written, I mean, everybody, like, wrote a book about Circle Sanctuary or about the new, you know, how she put it together. Right. So, but it is fascinating that I would call her head, you know, is it um shoulder and head above all of the other men who put forth the pagan traditions that they reconstituted. I consider Selena Fox, Starhawk, people that put something into effect in the now with the concepts of what ancient traditions had because it was a common, it's a common thread all the right. way through, but made it now. And it's not like I invented it in one sense. Yes, you did. You invented how to present it and be present in the world that we live in, as opposed to um, going back wearing, you know, hoods, robes, whatever, and, you know, running around. You know, we can dress that way, but it's not required right. in that sense. So I was, oh. I was just like, yeah. But it's it's a very gentle feel though, and that's what I like. She's strong, and presents the spiritual you know premises that she you know I mean you read the vision, you read her mission, um, any of that. You see how right. how inclusive she is and how strong she is. But it's not something that is so black and white that there is you know it's either this way or not this way. And you're like, right. wait a minute. So, yeah, um, yeah. What she's actually so I you mentioned something about books, and I was like, I know I have some information about books in here. Where is it? So she has two <laughs> books. She has two books published. One is called Goddess uh-huh. Communion Rituals and Meditations, and the okay. other is called When Goddess Is God. So not necessarily you know how she created Circle Sanctuary, but there is a, a source book that she's written a third piece here called circle guide to pagan resources so it's Mm -hmm. more you know about how to find other 
pagans doing pagany things to support pagans. <laughs> um, I love but yeah, that. we're going to use mean, that word so much it will lose its ah yeah, connotation. Yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting that she's, you know, she's a well-known, popular leader who doesn't have a dozen books published by Llewellyn. You know, she's just know. doing her thing and focusing on her thing and creating sanctuary space and holding public events and, you know, part of something bigger than herself without sort of that that buzz that you like, you know, the, the name that's coming into my mind is like Raven Gramasi who has a dozen or more titles of books and has, you know, his own tradition that he started and blah, blah, blah. Here we have, uh-huh. you know, someone who's been doing it just as long, who's taken a very different route. Right. And, and I, I'm going to look at that because I, you know, I have met Raven and, and uh, it was, it was an interesting, you know, I mean, I was, you know, one of the, beginning things that it kind of talked about my the background of Strega, but it was fascinating because I get the feel with Selena of this, you know, I'm powerful, but I don't need to stomp, you know, I don't need to make that kind of energy statement, I just am. And right. then, you know, the more male, and I'm not saying that it's bad, but the more male energy of, you know, like really posturing in what you do. So. Right. Um, I think that that puts me in touch with you know why I think I admire this woman and I admire the work she has done and the networking and the the activity level. I mean, I don't know her age, but I'm going to say that the activity level this person puts out is just incredible. And we, for all of us who are different age brackets and going oh my god i'm so tired and she's like you know, i'm sure she says that but she she just is this powerhouse of of energy of going out and doing all these things yeah. um in terms of and maintaining them i mean obviously the network of community helps maintain it which is she she created that so it could but getting it to that point takes an enormous amount right. of, of work so, right, and then of course, right. you know, I uh, I looked at you know the things, and I thought, well, you know, it may not have, you know, we could get into the different areas, and I think when we talk about Selena specifically, then mm-hmm. we'll be able to talk about the specific areas of what this religion really is about, and and yeah. how it functions, because it's you know I guess. It's considered one of the oldest pagan centers and Wiccan churches, and right. I think that's incredible into itself. And we're not talking about a incorporated church that we, you know, make to justify whatever we're doing, but it's it's really something that came from the roots up, kind of right. process. So, but um, are we at a time where we would like to break and do a commercial and go? into the next half or do we want to have a few more minutes of interaction here uh i think we could take a break or about there um i want to make sure we don't forget to talk about the pagan spirit gathering so we'll leave that as a seed for when we come back okay good deal all right all right we'll be back we'll be back to 
the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, we're back. Yes, that was fast. I know, I know. You know, that's another thing, you know, one of the things about what we are part of is that we, as a our radio show is a part of a, a network that has things coming and going in terms of mm-hmm. fluidity. So it's sometimes it's um, it's interesting to hear the the advertising because we're so busy doing our thing that sometimes we don't catch what has happened in the bigger world. Right. <laughs> I guess. But so you wanted to talk about. The Pagan Spirit Gathering. Yeah. Uh, the Pagan Spirit Gathering is hosted, sort of, it's um, by Circle Sanctuary. It doesn't take place at Circle Sanctuary, but they are the entity that puts it together. It actually uh-huh. happens at a location called Tall Tree Lake in southern Illinois. Um, and it's the last week of June, from the 17th to the 24th this year. It's usually the week of summer solstice and it's actually the largest pagan festival that happens they say they're the oldest and the largest i don't know that that's true but we'll go with that sure it's been happening since 1980 but it uh, hundreds hundreds of hundreds of people go if they're saying they're the largest then it has to be over 2000 because 2000 people go to pantheacon um, but right. they have workshops and they have rituals and it's, you know, it's outdoors. So it's camping and there's drumming and fires and um, dance circles. And, and there are people who come and create a bazaar. And, you know, so there's places to buy cool stuff made by cool people. Um, and you can still attend this year. It's not closed yet. There's still space. In fact, I think there's even still space to do offerings. Uh, if you feel so inclined to lead a workshop or a ritual, um, it happens mm-hmm. to take place. It overlaps California witch camp, so it's not something that I've ever attended. I would love to mm-hmm. someday. You know, maybe I'll go next year instead of go to California witch camp. But um, it, you know, it's it's exciting to be around that many like-minded individuals. So you know. If you want to take a trip to Southern Illinois and hang out with some witchy people, it sounds like a pretty cool event. Um, and it's not that expensive. It doesn't include food, right? But you can, right. um, you if you registered right now, it's $240 for a week. That's a week worth of camping. and No, it's not. 
rituals and uh, you have access to everything. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. But you also are responsible for your own food, you know, so that's the other thing you have well, to keep in yeah. mind. Yeah. And yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah, I think that that was, when I was reading about that, I was like, wow. You know, my mind kept going, well, I do go to the mid, you know, to what would be the combination crossover of Midwest slash the Upper South in yeah. that column of, of things where there's Missouri and then there's Illinois over to, and I thought, well, maybe, and then I thought, oh, no, no, back off, back off. <laughs> it's not quite, if I live there, going there might be more intriguing because it's not that far to do something like that, but... Right now, it would be a little bit difficult, and I think my puppies would really miss me if I was gone for probably yeah. three to four weeks. And you know, yeah. they do get That's good care from the people who take care of them, but uh, you know, I'd miss them too. So of course, oh, well. but but getting you know, it's interesting because I've heard and known of Selena Fox, and obviously, as I said, she makes she's a very large presence. Uh, I did not know some of her background that she comes with. I mean, she's basically a psychotherapist and she has, yeah. you know, got, you know, an incredible training in the, um, the, her Bachelor of Science and Master's of Science and, you know, working with uh, recovery and alcoholics, you know, AA and um, just the entire background of what she is a member of and also part of that is, incredible as a basis of what she has to balance out the spiritual side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you look at the timeline, she she got her degree only a couple of years before she started practicing paganism, if I'm remembering the dates right. I don't have them right in front of me. So, you know, who knows if she was already doing that stuff and then to school and you know then became more out and about about her paganism or if she started studying psychotherapy and that led to this earth-based spirituality but there's a lot of interrelation there I think I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people who are witches have a an interest in psychotherapy in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. well I know that she you know she got her from the information since 1971 she got her bs and then in 1995, she got her MS, but she was leading rituals, pagan rituals, in 1971. So I would probably say that it was a it was an and in both point of reference right. came to her. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it it just I was just like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. You know, she she handled that really well, and obviously is now one of our elders. It wasn't that she started out, obviously, as any of us start out as elders. We just suddenly find ourselves there. Um, But uh, she was, um, and she did practice, so it wasn't, you know, she has her psychotherapy practice that she did. I don't think she does it very much anymore. It doesn't say in terms of that, but she wound up talking as a guest speaker in so many areas and taking traveling internationally, I mean, it's amazing how widespread she has promoted the the beliefs of paganism and how it 
is today, how we can live it today, not how it was lived thousands of years ago. Right. So, so, and, you know, she, the one thing that, and I remember this, it was so interesting when I read this, it was like my mind went, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, Back when I first got up here, which was in 1985, and I opened up my store and I started um, another layer and level of my spiritual um, education and and, uh, path of exploration, is that at a certain point I was so excited because we could, if we were a pagan and we had served in the military, we could put the five-pointed star, the pentagram, the pentacle, right. on there. And right. that's as our religion, as, our, as who we are in that way rather than leaving it off because we don't get it because either you're this or you're that and that's all you get. And it was, she was the one that advocated and got it through, I believe, as you said, the uh, Lady Liberty um, yeah. Yeah. program. Lady so, Liberty League. Yeah, yeah, and they still do a lot when there is um when there is someone who is being discriminated against for being a pagan, you can petition okay. the Lady Liberty League and get low or free legal help. Uh, they will come and, you know, th- I, I know of this because there's been a few folks who have contacted me who have been in custody battles where the the court system has been using their religious beliefs um, against them as bargaining chips in in um, in uh, fights over kids. And the Lady mm-hmm. Liberty League can help. So, I, you know, I've referred a few people who have been dealing with either um, discrimination at a job site or trouble with, with uh, the court system when there's a custody case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, like everything in terms of equal footing, equal standing, I mean, that's important. That's really important. And most of us, myself included, you know, that was a concern when even though my husband, well, now ex, but father of our child and I divorced the concern of being a pagan (laughs) Wiccan witch or otherwise you want to describe yourself and having that haunt the potentiality of what custody suits and and situations would exist on and it harkens back and it probably awakens many um, I won't use past life but many ancestral energies of fear and so this was something I was very pleased to see as a way to help bring us into the 21st century and stop being you know discriminated against right yeah yeah so but um and she's you know she's fought for it she's she's worked with it she's been a consultant uh, you know, especially when it comes to, as I said before, the chaplaincy uh, of being able to, you know, if, if I had been serving and I wanted, you know, some things, I was in the middle of a hospital issue, I was sitting there and I needed, you know, faith and help in that, um, it would be very hard for me to deal with 
the structure of Christianity being the only option I had with right. you know and with other forms of that you know process and this right. helps because we all you know we are we go in as who we are and you know I think it's it's opened the door for literally a lot of us coming out of the broom closet in manners not necessarily as public as you and I yeah. are doing but um, yeah. still it's pretty intense so, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so she's she's. Uh, I really honor her. For, I just kept reading the places she's. You know, Cape Town, South Africa, Chicago, Canada, yeah, Barcelona. I'm like going Toronto. Oh my God, this woman goes all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and she's involved really. in a lot of interfaith groups, and um, you know that's that's a deal. I think interfaith work is sometimes not given the, I don't know, the the due that it deserves because interfaith work makes things more accessible to more people. It in, introduces concepts to f- folks of other faith who may have never met a pagan person or spoken to someone who practices witchcraft. And it gives people like a face, you know, and with Selena as a you know, a potential advocate and and someone who's stepping forward to be that representative, a face of someone who is sane and grounded and can speak coherently and make sense and, and ber- you know, bring people together who are from different worlds, you know. That's not, right. not everybody right. can that. I think it's pretty, pretty powerful what she's able to right. do. Right, and it's yeah. interesting you say that. I had an experience just recently. Uh, I wound up walking into our local, one and only right now in our area, local Trader Joe's, and I go there to shop on a regular basis, and it seems that this one checker, I seem to consistently get over the last three different weeks that I have gone there, and he's checking me out, you know, with the all my little goodies, you know, that he's putting through, and he keeps, you know, with the banter of, what people do when they're doing that kind of customer service. And yet, of course, I wear all kinds of unique jewelry, and, you know, sometimes I'm dressed in depending on what day I, you know, when I go shopping, what I have to do. And so he was just talking to me. He said, I really like your, your, your jewelry and everything. And he, and he kept kind of talking around it. And, and each time we would see each other, he would ask questions. And what he was doing is at one point, he, the second time I went through the line, he says, are you a witch? <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, yes, I am. And he kind of looked at me and he got this big broad, broad grin on his face. He goes, ah, okay, you're a good witch. And I, of course, looked at him and I said, yeah, I am. And I didn't take the meaning in, you know, like what right, right. that meant in other ways, but I knew what he was saying. So the other day I went in and he wasn't my checker, but he was at the, the station I was trying to talk to the people at. And he looked at me and says, how's my good witch doing? I said, good. And he says, you know, I came, when I was raised, I was raised with a very narrow perspective of belief and mm. faith. And he said, as I began to grow up, I realized that, you know, we have this huge universe, and how could we have such a narrow viewpoint with so much out there? And he says, you represent that. You are, you're, you know, by what you do and who you are. And he says, and it's that 
broadness. And he was just, he was like making this big state, and I'm standing there nodding and smiling. And, you know, I have no idea who the people are that are walking back and forth there. But that, <laughs> I think, is, is you become, locally you become an advocate for your, you know, you become that interfaith. You become who you are. And, yes, in California, Northern California especially, it 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 has its, it's more open to that. But I noticed that Selena does it on a huge level in a bigger way, and I, I think that it gives me strength to be able to continue what I do on a daily basis, walking out into the world, and you know, if I travel to places that are more conservative, still being who I am, to make, as yeah. you say, the face of what we are, and not be aggressive or, um, you know, militant about it. I know there's right. a time and place for things like that, but it's, it, you know, I'm, so she, she's, I don't want to say she's my heroine, but I really feel she embodies the bigger perspective of what I want to live on a daily basis wherever I'm at. Right. So, but, yeah, yeah. so she's, and she's, you know, been doing this for more than 30 years, so, I mean, that's a, a heck of a commitment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And on, you know, on the land, where did that go? So some of the things Circle Sanctuary does, they have the cemetery. They have mm-hmm. a series of podcasts, Circle Sanctuary podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you just, if you just need more podcasts on witchcraft, more, more, <laughs> check it out. Yes, yes. Um, they have, they have a radio station in Wisconsin they do healing work. They have a healing uh, group in within the Circle Sanctuary. They do interfaith work. There's the Lady Liberty League. They have military ministry system. They have the nature preserve because the Circle Sanctuary is located on 200 acres. They have a young professionals network. And you can, uh, if you are involved with Circle Sanctuary or if you attend a pagan spirit gathering, um, or any of the other workshops that happen at Circle Sanctuary, and you already have an associate's degree, you can join their ministerial program and become an ordained minister through Circle Sanctuary. You go through a year's worth of training and get ordained um, for their very, you know, their way of approaching uh, pagan ministry, which you know you may or may not believe is the real thing, but they do. So there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found that. And this is the one that I I was sitting here reading this, and I'm going, it came from, um, oh, God, what did it come It came from the one of the uh, articles that I read, and it, it's, you know, it was the definition of what their system is. And, it, and of course, it's, it's also predetermined. It's ever-evolving system. It's yeah. termed Wiccan shamanism or nature spirituality and then defined as a blend of Wiccan spirituality, nature mysticism, shamanic practices from around the world, so we're not appropriating by just using that term only in a narrow way, ecofeminism and the insights of modern psychology, especially its humanistic and transpersonal branches. And I thought, wow, you know, it says, hey, we're modern, and this is what we have, and yet that may have been what it, you know, you did back then, but here we are in the present world. And, and then she didn't try to 
define it as only you're Wiccan or you're, um, you know, we're pagan. We're, she just put it all as a, a whole group of things that make it happen because that's right. what it is, right. holistic. And, uh, but I was like, yeah, that's right, that's right. And I wanted, and I kept, I've got like superstars on it so that I could remember that that was something. <laughs> I really, you know, it because, I mean, she does have, you know, some of the traditions and practices from the Native, you know, Americans. And, but it's, it's also all these other things because really and truly it's the divinity inherent in nature and the acknowledgement of the goddess yeah. as the feminine and mother. So, I mean, heck. Yeah, well, and you have to keep in mind, too, when Circle Sanctuary was being formed, you know, they're a, they're legally a 501c3 nonprofit. So they've been dealing mm-hmm. with the legality of being a church for decades. And in the late 60s, early 70s, calling yourself a shaman didn't come with the the cultural appropriation baggage that it comes with now, you know, that with, right. what is that? I can't remember who said it. I, I think it was my Angelou, but I could be wrong. But when we know better, we do better, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we didn't know that that was a potentially problematic title to give ourselves as white people. We didn't realize what cult, that cultural appropriation was damaging. We used to, we used to amazing opportunities to connect and went, Native spirituality, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do that, right? Different. Mm-hmm. So you have to broaden your language and become more all-encompassing, which I think they do a pretty good job with. Yeah, they do. And uh, it uh, <laughs> it's like I was looking at it. It was in the 1990s is when they actually went into the, the, uh, the Lady Liberty process. And I was just like... I, because it made a big deal when I was actually, because my, my ex-husband is, is a Vietnam vet. And um, so I lived with a lot of, uh, I don't want to say pro-military, but it was definitely, this was part of who he was. And whether he was angry at the government for, you know, screwing everybody and everything over, which is what has eventually made it much more prevalent in some of the, exposés that have come up now but um it was it was you couldn't be who you were and for me that was like a big step so i know that that i didn't serve um in that manner and obviously i didn't serve even as a wife of an active military person but uh the fact that she that selena advocated she has the ability to to be in so many places that she has put her energy to open doors on. And I think that's what I see, her opening all these doors and doing it with integrity. And, you know, yeah, at certain times, just like we we know it's not appropriate to do this anymore or it is, you know, a question and we should be more respectful, the the steps have gotten us this far, and that's pretty far considering where somebody like this, Selena, had started, or right. Starhawk had started. Right, so, right. Yeah, and if you you know if you are located near Wisconsin, where um, 
I can't remember the name of the actual town they're in. It's Barn uh, Barn Barnhurst. Barnavelle. Yeah. 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 So they do regular events. There's something going on virtually every weekend and sometimes that's a ritual and sometimes it's a work weekend, you know, with a with a uh, preserve that large, there's always something to do. But, you know, for example, in the coming weeks, there's the um, Welcome Spring Festival, which is happening on March 24th. There is uh, a full moon ritual, a full moon circle happening on March 30th. There's a workshop on April 7th. And then there, the following two weekends are work weekends. Uh, and then the, the the April 21st is the Earth Day Festival. So there's a, a there's Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah, they they very active, very active, yeah. and um, so it's something that um, just you know makes me realize that that it's we're not the only locations, Northern California, or California, or the West Coast, that actually right. hold that energy and actively right. is out there in the public doing it. So, I mean, I haven't yep. seen very much in the South, but then, you know, there are certain areas we question <laughs> in right. terms of, you know, how much you can really put out there in that way. But there's always, I believe, the light coming. So there's that. But um, so I think if there's anything that you think we have left out, please jump in and say something. I think we've really, it's, it's a real hands-on, I think. That's probably why we have, there's stuff to be talked about, but it's a hands-on, experiential, this is what we do, this is where we go kind of uh, situation. You can talk about it, but I think for what I'm seeing here, um, it's go experience it is what it's about. Yeah, Absolutely. And someday I'll make it to a pagan spirit gathering. That would be cool. Well, that would be, as I say, if I, you know, wind up in the South. Yeah. Um, we can always, you know, make it a jumping off point. You know, you can. I can go, come on, Phoenix. Yeah. We'll run up to wherever. I'll do it. But it would be fun. It would be fun. It would be, and I'm sure... But the fact that she does come out to Pentheacon and, and is participating in that way is also a way to get to meet her out here and to get to... Yeah, connect. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so the next three weeks, we're going to be on pre-records and records and not yeah. live. Yeah, we'll be traveling and hopefully not having jury duty. Everyone cross your no duty, yeah. and yeah. yeah, then we'll be back. Yeah, so and then it's kind of is, like regular world until um until around the summer, June, July. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be there because obviously um, we've got the equinox. Our our uh, recording our, our show on the uh, spring equinox and. And then yeah. we have more, and then we're back with Ask a Witch. Oh, ho. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, so email us, witchpriestesscauldron.com. We do have quite a few questions that have come in, but 
that doesn't mean they're all going to make the cut. So feel free to still email if you have a question. If there's a topic you're curious about, if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, or if there's just something going on for you that you'd love to get some insight on, send that in and we'll see if it makes it on the show. Really? And obviously we still are blessed with rain, which I know many of us sometimes don't appreciate because we have to drive in it or go past, you know, go out in it. But we really do yeah. need it up here in this area. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there was, I, I blessed that. I know that actually one of my clients told me that he was snowed in. She's in um, Baltimore, Maryland, and she's basically was snowed in. And the kids mm. were home because it was two, it was you know, two days, and it was snow days. And I'm like, okay, I should be very happy. It's just raining here, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that that makes it. And I, I can only say that I know we have, you know, daylight savings time. But I don't know. I have a hard time with. Okay, we're going forward. We're going back. You know, let's keep it all yeah. one way. Let's keep it forward. Keep it Most forward. Most everybody, that's how they feel. They like the forward yeah. because they like more of the daylight in the... More daylight. Yeah, so... I agree. I know. I all knew right. you would agree because you and I have <laughs> talked about this in, in various times where we are BSing before the show and, yeah. or we should be saying, you know, touching base, but... Uh, it's about the dark and the light and like, oh, gee, God, would the light just come back, you know? So I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the changes. It's like my body kind of gets into the space and then it's suddenly like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we got to re-gear it. So I guess, you know, it's either one or the other. I'm I'm really old. Like they didn't, I've seen more funny cartoons and I think somewhere on Facebook it goes around is that people are moving tractors, are moving the stones of Stonehenge and all those things, and yeah. saying, God, you know, about moving it forward for for you know daylight savings time or moving it back. Right. And it's, it's I just look at it and go, they'd have never done that. So why couldn't we just stay with one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My little exactly. tirade <laughs> for the end of our show, but anyway. <laughs> I hope you. So were we scheduled get, for next week? Uh, were we scheduled for next week? We're supposed to be doing the equinox. What's airing next week? Oh yeah, that's right. It's right next week. Hooray! Listen in as yeah, we talk see. about eggs and and stuff. You and can probably stuff. hear much about Osiris. Right? It shouldn't be called that. Yay! Everyone likes hearing Yay. me, bitch. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're recorded bitching about it. You know what can we I know. say? It's good. It's good. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we we're we will be live in four weeks. Not that yep. we aren't alive now, but live on radio, and hopefully with all due quickness, you get much 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 better and Thank feel stronger. You. I know yeah. how awful it is not to feel yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> working on it. Yeah, but all uh, right. And just stay warm, darling, and the rest of you all enjoy our our little ramblings of what we've talked about, and you know, get online and look up 
Circle Sanctuary and kind of get a, read more about it. And I know there's a lot of published articles you can find if you're interested. And, yep. Uh, yeah. There we are. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye. Good night. Night. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.